record? I <laughs> no. Um, what what do you you hate Connor? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Connor. Yeah, and that's why he hasn't been on the podcast in about four months. Yeah, so I've been everywhere. Connor moved. What's that song? I've been, I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, do no, not, I. I did you don't like that, dude. Don't Johnny Cash out on the podcast right now, because um, you don't look like him. You have too no, much hair. Way too pretty. <laughs> I, I know. I did not move. I was in Alaska, Arkansas, New Jersey, and northern Minnesota in the last three weeks. I was going to say three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. <clears throat> no, but this next podcast we have coming out is Toby Brolin of Cadillac Creek Outfitters. And, dude, it was honestly really genuine dude. And I had a yeah. really good time talking and hanging out with him. Like I, I was just expecting like more of a hard character just because, and this is so annoying because I listen to the Die Bomb podcast <laughs> with Toby, but like you look at him, he is not what you think, which is kind of cool. But he's a he's a teddy bear, he's a bird killing motherfucker, and he's dude, a fun dude to talk it's to. Twenty twenty one, you know, you don't have to look a certain way to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. should we? But get re- you know what's really funny about this actually? <laughs> My dad, who is, you know, an old man now. 80. Whoa. <laughs> Gary, Joey is sorry for being that way. Uh, I didn't mean it, Gary, and you know that. Anyway, like, I remember like eight or ten years ago, he was uh, coming home from work one day, and he's like, you know, you know, back in my day when we started doing this, he's like, there's no way that you could have had the amount of tattoos and piercings that <laughs> some of the guys and girls that I work with that are like stylists or creative directors or anyone could, you know, that have now. He's like, you couldn't have that back then and like get a job. As a photographer? As a creative director, you oh, know, okay. or like a, yeah, like a marketing director or something. Yeah. He's like, no, like they would expect you to put on like a white collar shirt yeah. and a tie and cover all that shit up mm-hmm. and, you know, take out your piercings and look really presentable. But he's like, now I've like got meetings with like marketing directors for big companies. And he's like, they're wearing like a t-shirt and ripped knee jeans and they have tattoos all the way up and down their arms. Yep. And he's like, you know, it doesn't bother me anything. But he's like, it's just a weird thing to be like watching the evolution. The difference yeah. of generations. Yeah, the like evolution of generations like occurring and like how that's normalized. <clears throat> but at the same time, you talk about waterfowl and you just have a big like group of Cretans. You know, just like a yeah. bunch of Billy Bob Thorntons and just a bunch yep. of crazy ass <laughs> dudes. Bad Santa's. So like that doesn't, but you and I have been, well, I've been in construction my entire life. You just got into it five, seven years ago, yep. whatever. So like. Everyone in construction is tatted up. They Which, talk like everyone in waterfowl. Like everyone's just like, hey, fuck you. No, no, man. Fuck you. Like there's some weird shit that happens on construction sites. And it's yeah. the same thing in a duck blind. Mm-hmm. Which so, previous to that, I think landscapers might be worse because they're worse <laughs> human beings for sure. But, you know, it's just because the construction guys have a little money. Sure. The landscape sure. guys don't have any money. The, lands- the landscape guys carpool. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, you're right for sure. Um, but, you know, you still, you see a guy, I mean, legitimately, like Toby looks like he's in a band. Oh, yeah, he I was. I mean, he was in a band. I'm just saying he looks like he's still, like he could be in Blink-182 tomorrow. <laughs> like if he was had to take place for somebody in Blink-182 on stage tomorrow night, Nobody he, would know. you would not know. Yeah. Well, like that's a guy that definitely belongs in this band. Personally, I'm done talking about Toby's tattoos. So why <laughs> yeah. don't we just get into the the podcast here and hope you guys enjoy.
Joey's got like a whole pizza in his mouth. So what, dude? <sighs> Unbelievable, dude. We can't even start a fucking podcast. <laughs> this guy's so Italian, he's just eating Italian food 900 hey, times oh. a day. Hey, oh, hey, hey, okay, take it easy. <laughs> All right, today we got Toby Brolin. Howdy. Toby, thanks for being on, bud. Thank Toby you is the owner of Cadillac Creek Outfitters, and we're very excited to have him. And we really just want to know, um, how did you get so tattooed? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all an accident. <laughs> yeah, right. It started with one when he was 12. Yeah, it started with one. He's from Arkansas. It's not good. No, I'm from no, Texas, I know, man. bro. I'm but just kidding. It's kind of the same. It's one sure. of the same. No, I, uh, I was a, a music in, in my past life. I never would have dreamed that this is the, the, the life that, w- that I had in front of me. But uh, no, I was a musician and looked up to musicians and people that looked the way I do. And uh, I guess high school, I had a, I stopped in a tattoo shop, had them design a CD cover for us and overheard somebody talking about needing a job or wanting a job and uh, threw my hand in the hat, got hired as their counter help. So I was like 16 or 17 years old working in a tattoo shop oh my in God. high school. And uh well, now you're getting tattoos all the time. Yeah, I mean, under the table. I didn't get any at the shop. Wink, wink. Sure. They didn't do it. But sure, yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, I was, the, I was quickly the tattooed kid in high school with pissed off parents. But uh, like I said, man, I never thought that this was going to be the, the life that, uh, that I you know, chose. But uh, uh, that's pretty much how that happened, man. Yeah. I like them. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, yeah. It's very, it's like a kind of abstract you have like two different styles on each arm. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Now, are are your tattoos like art or are they meaningful or both? Uh at this point I I would say both, but I think early on like uh, every one of them had a story. Everyone meant something, you know, and a lot of stuff family-based, faith-based, whatever and uh, but now I'm kind of at a point where it's like I'm covered. <laughs> you yeah, know, so if yeah. I, I want if I want to get something today that I like today, it, what's it going to matter if I like it tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? It's yeah, like yeah. there's there's no turning back unless, you know, you look at my face and it's laser treatment and, you know, I I'm I'm walking down that uh, walking down that alley as we speak, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the ones off your face removed? I've got I've been uh, getting this one treated for a while. But what was it? Uh it's a, it was a it's a, a flower. A cover up. It was a cover-up. It was uh, supposed to be this, and then I got, it was just a, a mess, and so now I had I had two of the same <laughs> tattoos for a while, oh, man. <laughs> and then I was like, well, let's cover this one up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it, man. So, okay, what was your transition? And, and honestly, so you grew up hunting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like hunting was in your blood. Oh, yeah. But like you said, you never saw that life for yourself. Um, so, I mean, where, where did that go for you? No, I, and uh, what was the reason for starting we, it? Grew up hunting, yeah. And when when we turned five years old as a Brolin, you got a shotgun. If you were a boy, you got a shotgun. If you were a girl, you got a cedar chest. Um, so it was a, a cedar chest. A cedar chest. My, to my, like put clothes in. My yeah. They, Damn. Grandparents used to buy nice cedar chests. My sister was the only only granddaughter that chose a shotgun. Um, she's not near as cool as I just made her sound. Rock on. But <laughs> nonetheless, no. We uh, we started early, and it was definitely a, a something we did, but. Granddad died early, and you know when he passed away, all his land connections died with him. You know, yeah. And as time goes on, so and so's kid took over, their grandkid took over, and now we've got nowhere to hunt. Yeah. So it's always been something I enjoyed doing, but never, never did I dream I'd be in the situation I, you know, the place I am now. Um, I 
musician. That's what I thought I was going to be. That's what I worked my ass off to be. What band were you uh, a part of? Multiple, but uh, my the latest band was called A Penny for Lane. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we did a lot of cool stuff. Did a USO tour, rode on the big badass buses. Uh, I can I can go on the record and say that I slept in Shania Twain's bed. Unreal. May or may not have been alone. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, no, we did a lot of cool stuff. Uh, played with a lot of people that I looked up to, you know, as a yeah. kid. Um, and I guess it was... 2008 or nine, somewhere in that area, I decided that it was probably time to go to school and get an education and have that backup plan that you've heard about your whole life. I was making a living. Yeah. I graduated early. I was making a living. May not have been a good living, but we were surviving, yeah. you know, just touring and stuff. Uh, but decided it was time to go to school and get an education. Um, moved back to the Lubbock area in Texas and was going to school for a music degree, which made sense once again at the time, young and dumb. Um, and my dad passed away about a semester in, yeah. um, planned on coming home for just a little while to help, you know, get everybody through that and go yeah. back to school, finish up. I had every intention of moving back to the East coast to Nashville or Knoxville, you know, somewhere like that. And, uh, he passed away. I pretty quick figured out that my mom and my sister and my nieces and, you know, family needed me more than I needed to be on the road, living some rock star fuck up kind of life. Yeah. Um, and just pretty well uh came home after that started bartending and um we went i guess where it all kind of started in 09 when my dad passed away i did not want to just do something generic i didn't want to just bury my dad and be done with it so called googie wanted to take him on a hunt we booked a hunt in canada uh took his ashes up there on a hunt and that was pivotal that changed my life you know yeah. it uh it was something that we've done but it it meant something, you know. It, it was a, it was that haunt that just lit that fire again, totally. you know. So totally, yeah. Uh, came back home. I didn't know anybody, you know, and uh, ended up hooking up with a guy that kind of took me under his wing and would look past my dreadlocks and tattoos and me being me and take me to hunt. And uh, started at the bottom. I figured out, you know, where they lacked or what he was, you know, not as good at or whatever, and uh, started. Okay, I'm going to learn how to call. I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to do this or do that. Yeah. And uh, just started at the at the bottom as that guy that not looking for money, not looking for anything. Just give me an opportunity. And uh, he took me in, kind of taught me, taught me the ropes, and uh, figured out in a few years of that that that's he's your waterfall mentor. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I needed to go. And uh, man, I I'm blessed. I don't. I've said multiple times this weekend, man, we had a kid come up there a while ago and uh kid changed my life. There's no doubt about it. Came up to me, asked if he could take a picture with me. And uh I'm a I'm a spiritual guy, I've got no problem saying that. And I somebody told me that I needed to take that kid hunting. So I told him I was like, I'm gonna give you a hat and I'm gonna take you hunting. Kid broke yeah. down in tears. I felt like the damn Beatles. Yeah. And that is what drives me to you know what i mean like i can go home with a lot of people yeah but if i can make a difference and i've got kids looking up to me then i need to remember that we as a team need to remember that yeah you gotta keep that in mind you gotta yeah i mean less uh less being me and more being me the guy they're looking up to yeah but went off on a tangent on that but no it's it's good going off of your tangent um the last eight years i used to party quite a bit and uh then I got back into duck hunting really hard. Yeah. And all my friends were like, Joe, where'd you go? 
Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm duck hunting every day. And they're like, why? So I was like, well, come out duck hunting with me. And they're because they just didn't understand why I would just like cut, like go on the other side of the curtain and yeah. literally not talk to anyone because that's all I gave a shit about. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, after 10 years of doing it before that, <clears throat> and then just kind of like graduate high school and then you do whatever you work full time. And, and then uh, I started bringing like 30 to 40 people hunting with me a year, just like friends of mine. Yeah. And I love watching their eyes just go, holy shit, what, what, when do I shoot? And it's just like, dude, that is yeah. so much fun for yeah. me. It's well, the greatest shit ever. And yeah. it's so powerful. Yeah. You know, like Joey's my best friend, so we grew up together. And so like watching him go through that like party animal stage. It was and bad. then suddenly. <laughs> it wasn't good. But like suddenly, dude, he's like. I did, no, none, of all that. I, I did none of that in my past life as a yeah. musician. No I chemicals. No yeah, none, yeah. No nope. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joey gets to a point, though, where it's like all he's doing is hunting. Like, you know, if we're going to have a beer, Joey's going to bed, yeah. you know. And then, and then I remember, like, vividly getting those first few comments where kids are like, you taught me how to goose call. You know, you taught me how to hunt. Yeah. And then having that be like, we were, like, looking at each other like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is, this is real it. shit. You know what I mean? Oh, they are definitely watching. Yeah. Yeah, everything you're doing. Yeah. So did you start the guide service out of necessity? Like, I got to do something more for my life? Or was no, it like... No, no, I was, I was bartending and... Uh, you know, it's an expensive hobby for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was making a little money guiding and whatnot, but I saw an opportunity that I knew if I didn't jump on, it wasn't going to be long before I was in the same position I grew up in, not having a place to hunt, you know, not being able to do what I love to do, not having a place for my kids to hunt. My dad wanted to take me hunting all the time, yeah. but we were lucky. I mean, blessed to go on a dove hunt where, you know, between the two of us, we may shoot a limit if we're lucky. Yeah. And if we did that once a year, we were blessed. Yeah. Or, you know, a Texas youth hunt or whatever. You know, there's different programs that we would go. But um, we were not as fortunate as people may think. You know, we didn't grow up. I didn't. Googie grew up with my granddad. He's a little older than I. But my granddad died young. I got to go fishing with him. I didn't get to do a lot of hunting. Yeah. And my dad died when I was, you know, I was grown. But it wasn't because he didn't want to take me. We just did not have the connections. He was a working man. And he didn't have the time to go and put in the miles and the dirt work and, you know, everything that goes yeah. along with it. Yeah. Um, so when I enjoyed it so much, it just took me back to a simpler time, you know, when we were growing up yeah. and, um, I want that for my kid. I don't, if, if my daughter gets into hunting, I don't want her to ever have to worry about a place to hunt. Yeah. And that's where genuinely, that's where the, the burning passion came for it. And, you know, at some degree it's, uh, <laughs> I, I like to hunt too. You know, I For don't, sure. I don't want to worry about not having a place to hunt. So, yeah. um, I knew if I didn't do it, it wasn't going to be long before somebody else beat me to the punch. It swoops up. Yeah. We, uh, we hit it at the right time and hit it full force and we've been extremely blessed and don't take any of it for granted. Now you have a, a pretty damn good reputation, right? And, uh, I mean, except for being hooked on chemicals and everything that's been, yeah. Right. Tattoo, off tattoos and yeah. chemicals. You yeah. piece of shit. You're a real piece of shit, <laughs> but you got a hell of a guide service. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously though, what, what I think a lot of people miss is how much work has gone in to get here. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, can you like, cause you were, you were bartending. Yeah. No, I, so when, like you're, you're bartending until how, like how uh, early, you know, three in the morning. When I moved back to Amarillo, I got a job at a bar that I ended up buying. Anybody that's listening, if you have any desire of buying a bar, call me, message me, text me. I don't care what time it is. I will steer you away from that decision. <laughs> Nonetheless, I, uh, I was bartending. Uh, you'd get off at, you know, bar closes at 2. I'd get home at 4, enough time to change clothes. 
you know, and, and go. Yeah. Um, did that for a long time. And then I had had, had, a, had a daughter and that got a little tougher because when I got home, I didn't get to go to sleep. It, you know, daddy duty started. Um, but I've always been one of those guys, man, all the way back to the music stuff. Like every, everybody's against you. If you're going to be successful, if you are successful, you've got more haters and you, you know, you don't have people that are in your corner saying, oh, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. If you're lucky, you've got your parents in the corner, especially as a musician. Yeah. I, on my third day of college, this is no shit. My third day of college, one of the teachers came and told me, I, he, in front of the whole class, he said, I wish I could tell you guys you were going to school for a, uh, a business degree or something where you graduate, you're going to have a job. You're going to have a chance in the real world. He said, I've had three students in all my years that are successful. One's a Nashville musician, like an actual musician. One works for NASA, and one was like a studio musician, something. But three that have made that cut. Well, that's nice. Oh, and good. So okay. You're like that's motivating. All right, it's real. Fuck, it's real, right? Yeah. Um, squirrel. <laughs> it's <a> squirrel. <laughs> but I don't remember where I was going with that. But um, <laughs> you lost wanna, it right in the middle. Yeah. If y'all want to remind me, I'll, I'll I'll pick up where I was at. We but. were talking about like the success and like people being in your corner and how oh, yeah, much yeah. work goes into uh, that. Exactly, man. If, if you're lucky, your parents have got your back. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so were you sleeping? No. No, no, no. And he, Eric would call me. He'd call me and be like, dude, you, I'm worried about you. But, and at that time it was, I wasn't doing it for money. I was doing it for the pure, I was doing it for the blood, you know? Like, and we weren't hunting 10 minutes from the house. We're talking, I'm driving to, I would get off work and I drive all the way to Haskell. I drive to the Oklahoma border, wherever it was that I had to go, I was going. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just for the burning passion of, I loved it, you oh know? Oh my God, yeah. And uh, I'm still here. I didn't die. There were a few uh, <laughs> situations along the way. But, uh, no, I mean, it was just, if you've got that drive and you're willing to, to take a chance, man. Yeah, if you've got you the drive and, and you're willing to not sleep for seven or eight days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 30 days? No. I don't know about all that. <laughs> what? No way. You would die. Minimal, yeah. An hour or two a day. Yeah, that's, that's not good for you. Oh no! I, yeah, I had I had a baby, and uh, it, my my wife. Everybody has a, a husband that hunts. Everybody. Yeah. And we're in our first or second year of marriage, and you know, okay, I'm cool with you hunting, but their idea of hunting is a is a deer guy that goes to camp for a week or a weekend. You know, weekend. Yeah, and yeah. When I'm gone, sun up to sundown, I'm scouting. I'm putting in what it takes. You want to talk about some fights, especially for a newlywed with yeah. a baby, and. Uh, you know, it's it and working at the bar. Can I say that I suggest that? No, I'm just telling you for real what it takes. And uh, my wife was not exactly thrilled with some of the decisions I made, you know, but yeah, um, it I stuck with it and I had a dream and, and luckily, you know, it, it, it's paid off and she she supports me. And it was it was when she started sitting on the couch with me and seeing me on TV or, you know, something like that when it was like, OK. You're not just out screwing around. Right. And, yeah. You're not just hanging out with you your gotta friends. You got to know the difference, too, though. Yeah. You know, and I'll be honest, like, if, if you can give us any advice for, like, guys out there that are married that want to hunt, you know, in terms of your mind, where does that compromise happen and, like, where's that breakdown? Because realistically, you know, you have a family. I mean, you still yeah. got to be a dad. You still got to be a husband. You know, I don't know if I can answer that, man. I've been, I've been blessed with an understanding wife. I don't know if you're going to get away from the fights. Yeah. I don't. If you find a girl that makes it through a season with you, you better put a ring on it. That's yeah. a fact. 
Uh, but no, man. I mean, it, it, as as cliche or joking as that sounds, it's it's a very trying and it, it's a tough lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I I talk about like I've got a lot of close friends in the music circuit that are what I wanted to be. They're living it. I can't imagine that life now. There's yeah. no way having a kid at home or if you're fortunate enough to make enough that your kid can go on the road with you. Do you, do you want to raise your, your kid, kid on a bus, on getting, a out bus. Of, no. getting out of the right. bus for two hours a day? Right. No. You know? No. And we wonder why everybody we look up to is smashed every night when, you know, on stage or they're loaded or whatever. You yeah. wonder why. You get off that bus for two hours and you're back on and you're taking something else to go to sleep. Yeah. And I can't imagine that, that life. But that's all, as a kid, that's what I... That's what I dreamed about. Yeah. And I would have done absolutely anything, anything to, to be get there. It. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like I said, man, you I got mean, there did. for a while. I mean, yeah, it, you know, I never got the, I never got the big break in the record deal, but I was, I was on the bills with the people that I looked up with. Yeah. I mean, playing with, I don't know. The list goes on and on. I'm not going to give me one. Names. Give, give us me one. one. Give us your favorite give person me. you played with. I'm a nineties kid, man. I like when we got to play with Candlebox, that was a big deal to me. I, yeah. Y'all are young. I don't know if you, but as far as like the the uh, Seattle scene, there was Candlebox, Pearl Jam, uh, Nirvana, oh, Soundgarden. I didn't play with those guys. I'm saying they were all the same the same timeline. I was a, a huge Candlebox fan, so when I got the opportunity to play with them, it's like I did something. Yeah, you know. But we played with uh, a lot of the early 2000 bands, like on you know on just we were the the fine print on the poster, you know. Totally. Right? Yeah. So, but nonetheless, we shared the stage with a lot of people. Yeah. So. I can, I can live, sit on the deathbed and know that I did it, but it was not, I wasn't making the big money. You know, I didn't, I didn't get that privilege. Yeah. But when you were, when you were doing the music thing, mm -hmm. were you missing duck and goose hunting or no, was it not a big part of your life? No, at, that, at, point, that, at right? that point, truthfully, man, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Yeah. It was genuinely losing my dad made me, and I remember growing up, you know, they'd, You'd get these calls from the, the funeral homes want to sell you a plot, you know, and all this stuff. And I, I yeah. remember my whole life, you know, he'd, he'd joke with me, I'm not going to be buried in this desert, you know, and hang up. And so it was, it was apparent to me that that wasn't what we needed to do. Yeah. And uh, so we, that's really and genuinely, 100%, that's where it all started. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Anytime he'd call, Googie'd call and want to go haunting or, you know, I'd get an opportunity to go, I'm in. Yeah. I shot competitive trap and skeet and, you know, I was good at that. That's a whole different ball game. But I would get invited to go hunting, and I loved it. But to say that when I was on the road or was missing it, no, I, it was just something to do. It was a, it was yeah. a vacation. You, you, know, you were doing life. something else. It wasn't your yeah, focus. I was it living like my a, dream at that time. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying earlier, uh, like I had that party section of my mm -hmm. life. I've always loved duck hunting. I literally grew up doing it since I was two. I was poking right. eyes out of the birds in the, in the pit, pit floor. But um, – I don't know, there's just, like, something that, like, I don't want to say it comes over you, but you just almost forget about it, in a sense, and then once you get reintroduced to it, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. What have I been doing? Yeah. Everything I've been doing is such bullshit, because when you, I feel like when you duck hunt, it's, like, so spiritual, you know? You're waking yeah, up with the world, yeah. and you're thinking, wow, this is all not created yeah. by accident. Like, this is yeah. crazy, yeah. you know? Like, it totally gave me a whole different perspective on my faith. Yeah. Like, totally. Absolutely, man. I love it. Yep. Yep. You know, so all right now at a point where you have a successful guide service, how do you deal with the haters? And question: Do the haters get to you? I mean, like especially in the beginning, yeah. did they get to you? You want everybody to love you, naturally. Yeah, 
Um, so to say that they don't bother you would be a complete lie. Yeah. Um, do they get to me? No, man. I, I'm living my dream. And yeah. do I feel like I, I, I don't feel like I'm any better than anybody else. You know, I've always tried to hang on to that humble thing, and that's just who I am. It's not. It's not like it's gonna leave me. But you want everybody to to love you and pat you on the back and. You know, all of those pats definitely outweigh the hate now. But you want to talk about five years ago, it was a complete opposite. So you were a little fish in a big sea with a lot to prove. And uh, there were were a lot of times that that it got to me, you know. But I just, I'm I'm glad that I didn't bite the hook and blow up and say a bunch of dumb shit on Facebook. Just let my work speak for itself. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I'm any better than anybody out there, especially in the guys that are, you know, at this event. There are a lot of talented, super talented people. Yeah. And I'm blessed with a very talented crew that stands behind me. Um, maybe the face behind it or whatever, but I, I'm not that guy that's going to say that I accomplished anything. Without the guys that are with me, I, I wouldn't be sitting here. And we all know that, and I treat them that way. Yeah. Or I, I try to. Me and Chance kick each other's Which ass a lot. Which is kind of rare, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of guides. Well, if, if anybody's listening, man, change your ways. Like, yeah. You ain't shit without a good team, period. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. But uh, once again, squirrel. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> it's been I mean. a long couple of days, man. <laughs> no, for sure it has. Okay. And it's 99 fucking degrees outside. So that's ideal. Are cold. They you, sure are. You've been having fun at Squad Fest, man. It's been uh, it's been wild, man. It's nice to yeah. put a face to everybody and uh, get to finally like it, it feels weird. You feel like you know everybody and be like, hey, nice to meet you, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen you on Instagram. For yeah, three like or we four know each other. Right. You're like yeah. watching everything yeah. that every everyone's doing, but then you're like, oh, now I know you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's more fun. No, it's been it's been really. I've enjoyed it. What's your favorite part about like the waterfowl industry? You know, I mean, just being a part of it now and being such a big part of it. What What do you yeah. love the most? It's a every day is a different day, and getting to meet um, meet people from all over the country. Yeah, you know, you're all there for the same reason. Everybody's got the same expectations. Maybe you're all there for the same reasons, but you you have a, an opportunity to meet people from all over the country. Yeah. And fortunate for me, I'm getting to do it with my best friends. Um, but that's without a doubt, man. I mean, meet, meeting, meeting people every day and making connections and uh, to be able to grow up in a position where I was, where I didn't get to go hunt maybe once a year. And now it's literally not when I want to hunt, where I want to hunt, and who I want to hunt with. And having those connections is a, a huge blessing. Yeah. It's like the coolest shit. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're, you're a rock star without being a rock star. You can yeah, go anywhere yeah. in the country. And yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, if uh, I was talking to someone earlier, and it's like, I don't, if I don't know you from Adam, and you have nothing in common with me, and you are completely different, living your life a totally different way, but you love shooting waterfowl, we can be brothers tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to get along. It's oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Oh, you, have you shot a six-pack of wedging coming into your face? How hard did you get? Oh, dude, yeah. dude, I popped through my pants. Oh, my God, dude. Let me tell you about this one time, and then three hours later, 15 beers, Yeah, you're best friends. That's you right. Know? It's Love so easy. Yeah. Now, I expect him to have a, a boxing ring set up here for, you know, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of cool people that get along well here, Yeah, but there are a lot of uh, keyboard warriors and, and bad bastards out there walking around, and I've yet to meet one. I've been here all weekend, but 
Uh, there, I, I was expecting to have a, a boxing ring back there, so people would go and squash. <laughs> Could you imagine if Cody would have fucking put out a boxing ring, dude? It oh been, my god, it would be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, a, like sign up who you calling out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta come on the Midwest Flyways podcast first. And yeah. then go out to the get ring. the hype. Yeah. Get the hype. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Get the hype pumped up. I just want to be the Floyd Mayweather of the deal. Like I'm just kind of all right. Me a big enough check. I'll let anybody out there <laughs> <Yeah>. punch me, <laughs> like, dude. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, I just hey. I don't have that much yeah. testosterone anymore. <laughs> it is just like just, yeah. Go ahead. Punch make it me quick, in the head. man. I'm just gonna smile at you. Make it quick though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to get the bag. Yeah. And I'm so. Out. Um, what's your craziest hunting story, man? Whether it's like something bad <laughs> or something that's just like super dope. That yeah, either a great hunt or something really weird or wild. We love to hear that kind of shit. We had a father and son a couple of years ago. This is uh, one that I probably shouldn't speak about on the air, but you're in this business, shit's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a father and son. Where were they from, Chance? Do you remember? Yeah, some like... Overseas. Some, yeah, somewhere overseas where I can't even pronounce the country. International. I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. That was cool, you know, like, wow, to shoot a goose. And uh, we go through the whole safety spill every day. Um, you expect everybody to kind of have an idea of you're using a loaded shotgun. You, you should know what that's capable of doing. Right. And uh, <laughs> these two, somehow, somehow we call the shot and everybody's dropping birds, you know, hoorah and high five and whatever. And uh, we look down the line and this <laughs> dude's no, we'll walking. Oh yeah, yeah. We let tell him. Yeah. Yeah. We we tell him if you have a gun malfunction, let us know. We'll pass you a gun. Get yours going. You know, and uh, shoot into this volley and look up. And this dude's walking down the line, holding the shotgun. You're like, he's like, I got a gun malfunction. He's missing half his barrel. <laughs> oh my These God. dudes crossed barrels, and it's not like we were setting oh, up on top of each oh. other, but somehow, I guess they were. I don't know if they were in between volleys, they were snuggling or whatever, but. They cross barrels, shoot each other's gun barrels. Like, wow, that's happened to us on a hunt. That too. has it's it, you. It's not something that's you want to openly man. talk about. No. You know, like we've been fortunate. Knock on wood, knock on glass, whatever to save your ass. But we've had uh, we've had good luck. But when you're running, you know, you're running that many guns. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, just. Yeah, we had a guy, had a guy last year that uh, showed up with it was a granddad's gun or something, you know, and he oh, no. he brought it, wanted to wanted to shoot something with it. I, I get that, you know, yeah, that's cool, sentimental, whatever. Well, <laughs> first group comes in, we're sitting behind the line, and uh, we hadn't even called the shot. Group comes in, and all of a sudden, I mean, you hear a, a boom, cannonball. Well, naturally, you know, we're we're on day. I don't know. I'm gonna throw a number out there. It's mid mid season. We're our fuse for bullshit is short. Sure. So I'm screaming, who in the, you know. And uh, this dude's a great guy, friend of mine. Well, he had gone, it was an, an over and under, and he'd gone to close it. He was trying, side by side. He was trying to be safe. Well, he goes to close it, and not one, but both barrels go off the same time. Oh, my Shoots God. Shoots the gun out of his hand. We, I yelled, said what I needed to say. You know, started calling, got the birds come back around, shoot into that volley. And then I'm like, what in the world? We look over to the left of us and got a shotgun just laying there. I'm like, what is that? Well, when he shoots, I mean, it comes all the way out of his hand. He's a doctor, and it cut his, his thumb so bad he had to go get stitches that afternoon. Oh, my gosh. And, and he was trying to be safe. That's you insane. Know, it was, oh, shit. It, uh, yeah, be safe, guys. It, 
<laughs> anything can happen. Yeah. He gave the gun away. He did. He, he gave he, the gun. He gave it away. He did he not. He didn't even oh touch it. Gosh. He didn't even pick it up off the dirt. He gave it to somebody else that was on the hunt. Yeah. He's like, I'm not touching it. That's bad luck, dude. That's bad luck. I'm not shooting that gun again. Yeah. Fuck out of here. I've seen someone shoot their foot out of a finisher blind. I've yep. seen, uh, while well, I was four, gun fell in the, a, a half-cut septic tank that had never been used, thank God. And the gun <laughs> fell, the gun holster fell, and the gun fell, shot, ricocheted off the side of the septic, and I was four, and I had BBs in my Dude, neck. God. You know, it's just like, shit happens. Yeah. You better, no, it does, better be man. safe I mean, than not. Yeah. That's what scares me about those A-frames. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. Yeah. He was saying that's what scares him about those A-frames. Yeah. yeah. Having guns up, yeah. No, I mean, it is dangerous. You do got to know what you're doing out there. I mean, and I will say this. No one bird is ever worth it. No, man. No. You I, know? Don't, I don't know, man. That Jack Minor Mallard. <laughs> he, Jack he Minor might, Mallard. No. He might be worth it. Yeah. You know, I, I, it does. It's bothersome, though. Like, I'll see, you know, we'll shoot into a flock, and there'll still be one bird. Well, the dog's out there. Well, then somebody, sh- I'm like, dude, no one already shot up Mallard is worth that dog, you know, or... Or a guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not worth it. So, you know, and you know, like, throughout the season, your first week, everybody's super careful. Second week, if you're lucky. Third week, you're getting lax. By the end of the season, man, we're so just comfortable. And I don't want to say we careless. We are an autopilot. I don't want to say careless, but, I mean, you're going 90-plus days or, mm-hmm. you know, however long your season is. You're without sleep. All you're thinking about is that next bird, how many we need. You're on autopilot. Yeah. You're walking out in front of loaded guns being a dumbass knowing good and well that you shouldn't be doing that yeah but like that's that your happens. job man i mean something like that, something like that happened is, and it's it's over with it's like you know a painter that's painted his whole life on an eight foot ladder falls off and somehow lands right and he's dead you know yeah we you gotta you gotta stay safe and be conscious of that be conscious of it. but it's it's hard man i mean yeah. it's, you get comfortable that's your that's what you do and we're like yeah. uh that's what i was talking about like it wakes you up like when that, oh, yeah, we show up for a few days. Oh, yeah. For a few days, and you're like, eh, well, you know, that was, we lived through that one. We'll see what All right, so most important question, bro. When did, I must ask you a question. When did you start uh, curling your mustache? Uh, <laughs> and why? And what's, is it your thing now? Are you just stuck with it forever? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm, I mean, like, you're so uh, recognizable I'm, by I'm waiting for it task, to grow in nice and thick. My dad had the nastiest, thickest mustache you've ever seen. Like, White Earp. No, not White Earp didn't have a good mustache. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah, dude. The that, Marlboro Man. The Marlboro is, Man. Is he the one from uh, The Ranch? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was my old man. Straight up. He had a gnarly mustache. Oh, my God. And his brother had a gnarly mustache. I've got a wimpy mustache compared to them two. But, well. You're still uh, getting, you know, you're still young. I'm, I'm waiting for him to drop. Yeah. You know, but. You hit the puberty. You'll really start days, growing yeah. it in. Yeah. But. No. No, when did I start curling? I don't know. A few years ago. And now, do you use Elmer's glue or how do you I do sure it? I sure do. Buddy okay. of mine taught me that this year. He has yeah. a wicked mustache. Yeah. He's like, I've entered competitions. And the yeah. trick is Elmer's, Elmer's purple yeah. glue stick. If you use a wide, it gets all crusty and looks gross. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. No, the, purple, uh, the purple Elmer's. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. He's got it in his pocket. I think I've eaten a couple tubes of that when I was in elementary school. Yeah, it tastes better later in life. There it is. (laughs) Now, I'm going to be honest. Like, if something happened to you and people were emptying your pockets and they're like, what's going on with this guy? And they had Elmer's glue. Yeah. We're going to... I'd have have the same reputation I have at at, uh, Squad Fest for being into (laughs) chemicals. They're like, this dude's huffing glue. He's a grown-ass man huffing glue. Unbelievable. Eating glue sticks. Eating glue sticks, damn it. (laughs) Well, you know, that's what happens. Yeah, Holy so I shit. told you to stay That's what happens, that, that guy. Fuck. Man. 
Well, thank you, bro, for coming on. Appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the best, and we uh, it, we hope we can get on a hunt someday with you. Yeah. Well, you come fun. on up to Minnesota, shoot yeah, some that's old migrators. You, do. you know, I don't know when your season starts. We do. Uh, Oh yeah, in the cornfields, bad. We got. We'll have some fucking hot dish for you. We'll go out on the yeah. boat. You don't know. worry, bud. Oh, Carol's got the decoys. Know. We'll be good. We'll put all your stuff in a bag. You know, the big. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> when do you guys? Uh, y'all have an early season. September first, and our goose limit just got raised from three to five normal nice. season. So I don't know how that's going to affect our early season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they raise our shit to eight. That'd be epic. during during yeah. early season. Yeah, that'd be that'd crazy. Be good. And we're talking about B fifty two honkers. Yeah. Honkers, yeah. They're fun. Oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't get tired Breaking of Breaking down molts. Well, you you know how to run a lesser call. So now I, picture that with a honker call, no. and you've got a flock of 100 coming down the elevator from a mile up. Yeah. That's Big the goose. funnest shit. Yeah. yeah. No, you should come up, man. You don't have to Definitely. twist my arm, man. I'm, uh, I'm all into traveling, man. Where can uh, they find you at? Uh, Toby Brolin. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Hashtag Cadillac Just Creek put your, uh, put your number on the podcast. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your personal cell phone number, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight six seven five three zero nine for a good time call. <laughs> no, it, genuinely, it's eight zero six six nine zero two nine nine eight. Text me because if you call me, uh, my voicemail gets very stupid full. quickly. So if you text me, I will get back to you. That's, Do you have spots open? Uh, we've got a handful of dates in January. Yeah. Um, it's it's slim, but you're pretty uh, packed full, huh? Oh yeah, it and it I'm stays sure that the we, we brought on just yeah we brought on a couple of new guys so we can run an extra group. Uh, so I'm trying to fill out their calendar, but yeah, uh, it's it's slim, but we do have a few a few dates that we can make work. So hell yeah, so uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't follow Cadillac Creek or Toby on Instagram, well, then you're just missing. Then a you lot don't of understand content. how many birds can be killed in Texas because that's <laughs> yeah. just fun as hell to watch. I'm oh man, Wigeons for days. Yeah, love that shit. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, and uh, it's fine. Good to finally meet you. And now I've got your phone number from the podcast. Yeah, everybody does. (laughs) Unbelievable. Keep the uh, keep the nudes to a minimum. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you. (laughs) All right. So since we've been kind of all over the place and uh, releasing some episodes from Squad Fest, we wanted to just kind of give an update, kind of just chat it up a little bit, get in the studio, and you know. Oh, that's the boo box. I was uh, boo boxing us, dude. Yeah, Who's in the boo box? You're the one. Uh, oh, it's been a while since that's come back. It's uh, this one that I wanted to bring in. But how you guys been? Come my own. Been good, bro. <coughs> yeah, yeah, been good for sure. Uh, Joey, Joey is no longer in the construction trade now. Oh, which is good for him <laughs> because it was stressing him out a lot, you know, to like have to actually work with his hands. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's wearing a polo today. That's how you know the change has officially occurred. He's a polo guy now. Literally, like he's an office polo guy. Literally, you can ask Nick. He goes, bro, I'm giving you these two polos and you're going to fucking wear them. I've never seen you wear a polo. Stop wearing shitty street clothes and selling roofs. You know what? I got to give you. I got to. I got to give it to you, man. You. You got my roof covered, and I I was dude. Give us a skivvy on it. Just I, give us a real quick summation of it. I like. Are we bored before he talks about it? Or <laughs> after? No, because everyone <laughs> fucking doubted me, dude. Yep. And here's the deal, Connor. Talk about it. <laughs> I need this. So I mean, he comes up on my roof, and he's like, "Dude, yeah, this is definitely damaged." And I'm like, "Okay." I mean, like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Like, whatever. And so then I had an adjuster come out, and she was like, "She was a fucking." <laughs> That's dude, still going. She's an Dude, she's still an Alcamayon. 
Yeah, no, she, she comes up and she's just like, I had to call her afterwards. I wasn't there. Joey was the only one there, but, um, and she was not, not nice. She was not good. And it's just a literal bit. Like I was just like, okay, if it's not, if that's, if it's not hail, then what, what is it? You know? And she's like, it's damaged. I'm like, yeah, that's what insurance is for. Right. But it's not hail damage. I'm like, well, she, she would just go in circles and take me in circles. It was terrible. So I've, Joey was like, dude, get a readjustment, get a readjustment, get a readjustment. So, I, you know, I went to my agent and he didn't do anything. And No, what he said was, ah, well, I agree with her. Yeah. It doesn't look like damage Some, to me. Yeah. And guess what, dude? Who said that to you? His insurance agent. Yeah. Who's not his job is to tell him what damage is or is not. So all that to say, I emailed them again and was like, hey, could I get a readjustment? I didn't, you know, just, just to make sure essentially she's, she was pretty rude and I, you know, don't know if she's having a bad day, but I want a readjustment. They send somebody about somebody out and he's like, oh yeah, this is damaged. Like, I don't know what she was smoking. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. And everything was like, sweet. so you had to meet the second guy there. Yeah. So you were up on the roof, like, Hey, <laughs> well, I, I did a lot of my leg work on the phone. I was like, Hey man. Here's the deal. This gal was a bitch. She was yelling at the homeowner. She was yelling at me. I go, if it's not hail damage, what is it? And she goes, well, it's not my job to say what it is. Actually, it is. Actually, yeah. it is your job. If you're saying it's not from hail and it's in a perfect circle, what is it? It's not my job. So I'm like, okay. So then he calls for a readjustment. They send it to the same adjuster who denied it the first time. She goes, I don't know why this is getting sent to me. I'm, I'm not re readjusting this. And I'm like, why would you send it to the same person? Yeah. So not a different. Anyway, so meet the guy out there, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He doesn't want to talk to me. I'm like, "Cool." And then he just starts circling shit, and I'm like, "Dope." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, all that to say, very happy. I owe Joey a check now, or his company, because I just got it. Fourteen thousand dollar. You owe me fourteen thousand dollar. <laughs> okay. Probably you from know. the insurance company. Just tell out everybody of that. your own pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you so, are now my indentured servant. So, Joey, <laughs> your company is doing his roof. Yeah, we're doing this fucking roof. Dude. Yes. No, we're doing and I this appreciate fucking it. roof. Now, but you know anyway, that they don't offer a warranty, right? Oh yeah, great. They don't. Um, they don't install the specs. Nah. <laughs> no, I literally they mar, said, they we mar a, every shingle. We have a blind roofer, dude. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> His dude, name they is mar, Derek. They mark every shingle, bro. Yeah. His name's Derek. I know um, you don't know what that means, but it's not good. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing for Connors. Yes. I'm getting his roof paid for through insurance, through his deductible. While I'm in Alaska. While he's in Alaska. <laughs> I'm doing all this legwork, dude. And I'm also doing this for hundreds of other customers in the metro. So, so. Is this if, an makes, ad? if it makes you Do feel Do we all of a sudden have an ad? If it makes you right feel now? better, Joey. I know Connor's pumped because before tonight he told me that you got his roof covered three different times. Yeah, I, I don't think him. he remembered it. I was like, bro. <laughs> he texted me out of nowhere. He's like, Joey got my roof covered with a sunglasses face. Then I'm on the phone with him and he's like, dude, Joey got my roof covered. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you already told me that. And he's like, I know, but yeah. here's the deal though. <coughs> That's a Connor, Connor reached out to so many people and was like, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, eh. I go, dude, file for a readjustment. No, it was two. Yeah, it was, it was my it was my agent and then a different adjuster guy that I knew. And I sent him the thing and he's just like, eh, you could fight if you want to or, you know, just wait till another storm or Everyone whatever. Everyone doubted me, dude. 
So. That's what 10 years of experience of adjustments. Okay, moving on from my roof. So Joey's not in construction anymore. He's now in the sales game. He's in fucking management, dude. <laughs> Just he's in fucking management. That's what he's doing. He's he the just, uh, he's just, ah, just getting it all. Covered, you're the you know? assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I am the regional manager. Yeah. Assistant to. <sighs> yes. So anyway, I've been working like a some bitch so that I can hunt all fall, dude. Hey yo, all fall. We're filming, dude. Yeah, we're filming a lot. Filming big things. We're gonna be filming so many tremendous things. It's gonna be huge. Your uh, the what? Dang it! it what did is it again? Bro? It was a different button. Yeah, there it is. The yeah. billions and billions, billions of things. Go. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Excuse us while we have technical difficulties. <laughs> is that the song that plays? It's elevator music. Fucking. Okay. This better not be that sting piece of shit. <laughs> you guys remember that video? <laughs> no. Tourette's no. guy. No, dude. No, I don't like to make fun of people like that. But no, it's not. You. I don't either. <coughs> I don't make fun of people with disabilities. No. Thanks, Cal. Oh, so right. anyway, <laughs> you know what, dude? It's not my fault. Turning I it on his head. I still swing a hammer every day, so I'm just a you know a trog delight. My name Cal. I swing hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I show up every day like that. I play football. I swing hammer. Football's done. Swinging hammer's still on. <laughs> there you go. I bonk people and nails. <laughs> and nails. Yeah. Dude, I bonk, saw this thing. Bonk. I saw this thing on Facebook that was like, explain your job as shittily as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I was like, use metal object to hit nail into wood. <laughs> like that's like that's like the shittiest bonk way I could explain what nails. I Bog nails. Bog nails. Why is bog funny? <laughs> Why is bonk? Bog. Why is bog funny? Okay, this it's like is the only word people this can is say. So far off tangent, and I'm so sorry. But do you guys remember the show Pinky and the Brain? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what he would say? The the stupid mouse would say to the smart. No. His name was Pinky, and he'd say Nuff. <laughs> what? Uh, hello, brain. Nuff. Nuff. <laughs> Nah. What is that? Dude, that's what he just said. I'll pull it up and we'll put it on the board here in a second, but it's nah. absolute. Nah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, while he's doing that uh, and off a completely different topic, I. So, do you guys know who Joel Olstein is? Yeah. He's like the, 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 the preacher mega preacher. Texas. Yeah. The guy so, who makes $25 million if, a year. If you donate a dollar on his website, you get a Joel Olstein cube, okay, that they'll send to you. And I got one as a white elephant gift, but inside these cubes, it essentially has 365 inspirations. So it's a clock and then it has an alarm. That's a, essentially a daily inspiration. Okay. So it'll like give you an inspiration. And so what I t- <laughs> How for a dollar? I mean, these things are made in China I know, I know, or right? what? Yeah. Well, it's because the, yeah, I don't know. Cause people donate more than a dollar, but if you just donate at least a dollar, you get one. Sure. Um, any donation and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so, and the minimum is a dollar. So I, um, ended up with one i recorded what like it was and now i have it set for um next time i go away it's going to be the alarm for nate's um home pod in his room and so when (laughs) so when he wakes up he's gonna um wake up to joel olstein and his like daily inspiration and he's He's, not gonna know what it is he's not gonna be a christian after that (laughs) he's not gonna know how to turn it off i can so like it's it's like this 
I declare you are equipped for every good work God has planned for you. <laughs> and it does that for like about another minute. Just oh talking. <laughs> That's rough. Declarations over your life. I'd move so. out. <laughs> I'd move out. Can you cue me up? Yep. Here's Pinky and the Brain. or I shall have to hurt you. Oh, right out, Vane. Narf, narf. Narf, narf, narf. Dude, what does this have to do with anything? That's the narf. Is that a bonk? Bonk. Narf, bonk. That's going to become a new button, right? I'm an absolute psycho. Narf. Narf. Oh, my God. I don't know if I did this on the podcast. Um... Coach, you are taking up time right now. <laughs> I'm taking up time. Time, coach. This is bad ball right here, bud. We are playing bad ball all right, right now. All right, are you ready? What is? What are you doing? <laughs> coach. <laughs> coach, turn it off. Turn it off, coach. Dude, is I there just... any other updates? We're going to Game Fair. Yeah, we got Game Fair. Joey's got another show that he's that he's going to now. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we have another show the week after that. Like, we're show boys, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you good for those shows? You're gone, probably. It depends Fuck. on which one. I'll be at Game Fair for sure. Oh, cool. For the first weekend. Connor will be there one day. <laughs> Thanks no, I'll for be, your help. Bud. I'll be at Game Fair. We'll get some merch uh, if you guys want to come and get it. Otherwise, go to MidwestFlyways.com slash shop. If you yep. Get it before. Slash shop. Been seeing those come up, by yep. the way. You see that pot? We see get some comments now. Slash shop. Really? Slash yeah. Shop. That's funny. We're getting really? slash shop comments. You didn't nice. see that, dude? No. Oh, yeah. On Instagram, dude. Slash shop. <laughs> yes. I love yeah, that. Dude. That's um, great. Just slash literally, slash we had a pot. Our most recent Instagram, I think, that we posted, someone legitimately commented on it and gonna, just said slash shop. I'm going to go like it 100%. That is legit. Yeah, it is. Try 98%. But, um, oh, yeah. Some- it was. Because we had the post with Eric Guggenheim. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. of the podcast. And look at this, dude. Slash Some shop. comments. Slash shop. Yeah. Are we going to try to get out a bow fishing video? Yeah. This summer? Yeah. Okay. When when do you think people f- can expect that? I, Connor's like, I don't Connor's do like, that. Dude, the bow fishing's bad. I don't say that stuff. I just release it. Connor's like, the We're bow fishing's updates, bad. We're giving updates, dude. We're giving updates. No. I said you got to go further west. Should we go to South Dakota and just shoot some carp? Oh. I think it'd be a shitload hey, of fun. Connor, you know where they don't manage lakes at all? South Dakota. South Dakota. Well, they just have floods and then carper in the ditch. <laughs> and then they they flow into every waterway possible. Yeah. They're just everywhere out there. Yeah. So that's South Dakota. Yeah. but Dude, And they're big because in the in the ditches, there's no other fish to eat. So it's cannibalism or frogs. Yep. Well, and we know that carp don't have teeth. So, yep. They eat themselves. It's crazy. It's like a. It's like a slow. It's like a. Dis, it's like a slow. Like you know, they disintegrate in their mouth. I got a quick question for okay. you. Okay, is it a, is it a dumb one? No, no, it's actually a scientific one. What do you think carp eat? <laughs> probably, probably themselves. Frogs think, in themselves. Yeah, I think I think they, they do like a slow disintegration. They bite onto some other carp. For like four to six hours, and it slowly disintegrates part of them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I wish they hold on. Yeah. This is what a carp sounds like, dude. Please don't do this. No, Connor's just got to do his. Oh yeah, I can't because I I'm now holding the mic. But... Ew, that one. <laughs> no, it was worse. Dude. Remember we did that video in Mora, and you were like, 
Yeah, that's gross, dude. That's really gross. Yeah, you can actually never do that again. <laughs> if, even if I bring it up like, hey, Connor does that, don't do it. All right, quick segment, guys. This is so dumb. However, I'm going to need both of yours expertise on this. What is the best? What do you think is the best animal noise that you can recreate? What do you think you're the best at sounding at? So, like, mine is a pig. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good goat or a sheep. Thank what, you very much. Would you say that was a goat? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Do it one more time. Go. Dude. <laughs> I wish we That's could so see him gross. when he does that. <laughs> All right, Cal. I have no idea. You have no idea what, what animal you can sound like the I best. I literally have no idea. I've never tried animal Cow, animals. chicken. No, no idea. Really? No, yeah. I don't. Try I don't one. This. A crow. A crow? Ew. What does a crow sound like? I don't know. <laughs> That's a crow. That's pretty good. It's kind of monkeyish, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a little monkeyish, but you put me on the spotlight. You're probably pretty good at a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do this because I have no idea. Okay. So, so mine's a pig Go or, ahead. or a swine, if you will. <laughs> oh, That's, that was pretty good. That's scary. <laughs> You lost it, dude. You lost it. I had an air bubble trapped. Okay, one more time. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary, dude. Pig, oh, pig ASMR, dude. On the Midwest Flowers podcast. <laughs> I want to be honest with you guys. I'm a little embarrassed that, that we're both, that you guys are this good at a specific animal noise. Because it means that like you've tried it enough times, you're like, I'm fucking good at that noise. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm also pretty good at a chicken and a cow. Can I hear him? <laughs> this is okay. so dumb. But also, the chicken. Chickens do do that, by <laughs> they the way. They do do that. That is fucking weird. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, why? Why? Like, and when and where, dude? When and where did you get good at this? Dude, I... It's just something that I do to Roya when I'm like, you know, when you like hug your hug your girl, yeah, and you're like in on their neck, yeah. yeah and I yeah. just did the. <laughs> and she goes, "Are you a fucking chicken right now?" <laughs> scary, dude. That's very scary. Also, <laughs> how is this not its own podcast? Can, oh, just oh, animal yeah, noise, animal ASMR. Like I totally want to label this podcast like Joey recreates animal farm noise. No, sounds. animal ASMR noises. <laughs> Can dude. you guys do this? Nope. With your mouth? No. no. Or like the drop that... Oh, dude, my sister is so good at that. You're or, pretty good at that. No, Jamie is the best. It's I disgusting. I have no idea what you guys are doing now. <laughs> I'm, I'm in another world. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, we just lost all of our listeners. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks thank guys, guys for listening. That's Appreciate the fucking you. update. That's the update. We're doing things. Slash doing shop. Stuff. Slash shop. Hit it up. <laughs> comment slash shop. We love and, the comments. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. But wait. <laughs>